Mark chapter 10 verse 17 Mark 10 and 17 and when he was gone forth into the way it's the Lord Jesus of course there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him good master what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life this incident is recorded in the first three gospels and when we compare the three accounts we learn a number of things about this individual who came to Christ on this certain day Matthew tells us something about the person Matthew tells us Matthew 19 verse 22 he was a young man a young man when you think of them how good it is when young people inquire about such matters as eternal life how good it is when young people think about eternity and about where they'll be in eternity even as this young man came to the Lord and wanted to know what he would do to inherit eternal life Solomon said regarding the young person about young regarding young people Solomon said remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say I have no pleasure in them in other words Solomon there is talking about the latter days of life and many have no pleasure in living anymore but remember now the creator in the days of thy youth think about the, the Lord think about God think about eternal life think about eternity and act upon that would that more young people would indeed, would indeed come and inquire about eternal life as well as the person we also learn about his possessions again Matthew informs us that this young man had great possessions Matthew 19, 22 and there in Luke 10 and 22 a young person who had great possessions you might look at that young man and say well he has done well in life he's only a young man and yet he has great possessions Luke 18 verse 23 tells us that he was very rich and still just a young man just a young person but then we're told something else about him 
We're told something about his position. Luke 18 and verse 18 tells us that he was a ruler. He's referred to by Luke as a certain ruler. So this young man held some important position. Like Nicodemus, who was a ruler of the Jews. Though young, he had riches, he had possessions, and he had a position. And there he was, a ruler, perhaps a ruler in the synagogue, as Nicodemus was. And so you look at this young man who said, he's done well in life, hasn't he? He has done well. He has possession. He has possessions. But you know all of that. All that he had. He didn't have eternal life. It wouldn't matter what his position was. It wouldn't matter what his possessions were. It wouldn't matter. A thing. When it comes to eternity. He would die a poor soul, lost forever. But here he came this day to the Lord and said unto the Lord, What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What is first of all, regarding this young man, what is first of all to consider his meeting? with Christ his meeting with Christ we read and when he was gone forth into the way that means the Lord Jesus was making his last trip from Galilee to Jerusalem to the cross It's almost as if the young man knew that. Because the Lord would not pass that way again. And so what do we read? We're told in verse 17, this young man came running to Christ. He came running to the Lord well, if the Lord was on his way to be crucified, he wouldn't be passing that way again. And this young man, as the Lord passed by, he came running to Christ. Perhaps his last opportunity. His last opportunity to see Christ and to meet with Christ. And so he, he came running. Oh, that more people would run to Christ. Run to Christ from the judgment of God that is to come. Run to Christ to inquire, to know more about eternal life. So he came running. When the Lord went to the land of Gadara, 
He met there that man who lived in the in a graveyard. And when Legion saw Christ, we read, and when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. So not only did this young man run to Christ, Legion ran to Christ. Zacchaeus, we are told, and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him as he was to pass that way. These individuals they all ran to the Lord. Indeed, you look at chapter 9 of Mark, in verse 15, And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him. Running to him. Notice, they all seized the one opportunity that came their way. And when the Lord was there where they were, they ran to Christ. The Lord's passing this way today. Do you know anything about eternal life? He's passing by. If you know not the Lord, then why don't you run to Christ today? For you, he may not pass this way again. It has happened where people have been given an opportunity. The Lord has passed their way. Jesus is passing this way today. Why not run to him? Why not run to him? How many do we know of? That comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't run to him. They run from him. Try and give them the gospel. Try and talk to them about the Lord. And it's almost as if they're running from Christ. They don't want anything to do with him. I trust that's not you. But instead, you will run to Christ today. As well as his running to Christ, we notice his respect for Christ. When he ran to the Lord Jesus, we're told he kneeled to him. Here we see the humility of this young man. You think of it, everything looks so promising regarding this young man. Here he came to the Lord, he ran to the Lord, and then he kneeled down. Remember something. We're told that he was a ruler. That word that's translated ruler here is elsewhere in the New Testament and in fact 11 times it is translated same word translated 
prince. So here's a young man and he had possessions and here we have his possession. He was a prince. We mentioned his humility. You think of it. If he was a prince and he came as a prince and kneeled down before Christ and who's Christ? Christ is the king and here this young man possibly a prince and he kneeled before the king praise the Lord you know something everyone will do that one day Everyone will bow the knee to the king. Paul speaks in Romans 14. And there in Romans 14, in verse 10, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ all for it is written listen as I live saith the Lord every knee shall bow to me every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God I tell you something you be better bowing the knee to the Lord now taking that humble position forgetting about your pride and pride of who you are what you are what you've done Come to the Lord Jesus in all humility and bow the knee before him and ask the Lord to save your soul. If you ask the Lord to save your soul, you know something? You will have eternal life. The Lord has never turned anyone away has come to him you think of that incident before the meeting with this young man mothers brought their children to Christ and the disciples rebuked those mothers for doing so it's one of those things about the city of Jerusalem there's children everywhere on a narrow street through the city and it just seems to be children are everywhere and the disciples thought the Lord would have no time for children how wrong they were suffer little children to come unto me and forbid them not for as such is the kingdom of heaven and listen he took them up in his arms put his hands upon them and blessed them you know something 
that word blessed is one of the strongest words in scripture for blessing and is reserved for children no the Lord didn't turn away the children the disciples thought he should have choosing the difference doesn't it here were men who had been with Christ a total of over three years and they really didn't know him I've often said that you can be a Christian for years and years and years and really really not know him and there's no his character, his behaviour how we need to live closer to the Lord to know more about him but here's this young man he came running to Christ he had respect for Christ and then you have his request from Christ there on his knees this young man said good master what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life again everything looked very promising for the shopman he ran to Christ he kneeled down before him and the first thing he asked is good master what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life we notice that asking the Lord about this great matter of eternal life and many young people are thinking about eternal life these days many young people like this young man think about eternity about heaven about hell because there is an eternity you know there are those you maybe have spoken with them they think when someone dies that's it, it's all over there's nothing more couldn't be more wrong Hebrews 9 verse 27 and as, a point, as it is appointed unto man wants to die after this wants to die but after this after this the judgment so if anyone thinks that when they die and they're laid in mother earth that that's it all over you know something Job didn't believe that Job didn't believe that for a moment for I read in Job 14 verse 10 but man dieth and wasteth away yea man giveth up the ghost a 
And then Job says, And where is he? Man dieth, man wasted the way, and giveth up the ghost, and where is it? He couldn't possibly be speaking about the body. We know where the body is. The man dieth and wastes away and giveth up the ghost. And where is he? Now the word Job is sick. Where is he in eternity? Is he in heaven or hell? And here was a young man who evidently wanted to know where he would be in eternity. Good master, good master. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Eternal life. Oh, with that more. With that more will come to their preachers, to their ministers, to their saved parents and say, what must I do how can I have eternal life? What must I do to be saved? You notice what it says there in Matthew 19 and verse 16. In Matthew 19 verse 16 regarding the same account. <coughs> we read these words. One came running and said unto him now a multitude was following the Lord that day from Galilee toward Jerusalem a multitude and yet what does it say one came running just one out of a multitude one came running to Christ that day does that not really highlight what we see day after day a multitude of people all around us and they need the Lord never think about eternity and out of a multitude they want come running to Christ what must I do to have eternal life will somebody here today be that one would not be good one person going to come to Christ today We considered the meeting with Christ. Next we notice the message from Christ. Of course when it came to the matter of eternal life this young man could not have gone to a better person to get the answer. He went to Christ who's the giver of eternal life. So regarding the message from the Lord for this young man we see first of all his challenge 
Look at it there. He has come to the Lord, say, Master, <coughs> good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Now you look at that there and you think that's a sort of strange answer. That's a strange response. Why callest thou me good? There is only one good and that is God. Well we know that whatever the Lord says there's always a purpose in it. The Lord may say things that we cannot fathom or understand, but there's a reason for it. And there was a reason for saying this to this young man. The Lord simply wanted this young man to know that the one that he was addressing was none other than God himself. And God, the author and the giver of eternal life. See, the young man was saying, what must I do? What, what have I to do? He could do all the doing he wanted to, but he wouldn't have eternal life. Christ was the one who would give him eternal life. The gift of eternal life. What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? The Lord was here telling this young man that to have eternal life it's not what he would do. It's what God would do. And the one he was speaking to that day was none other than God. Christ is God. He's the God man, two distinct natures in one person. God forever. And God and Christ is the only one who will give eternal life. Only one only person in all the world and a thousand worlds there's only one person can give eternal life and that's Christ John 10 verse 28 I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish boy is not a good word I give unto them eternal life and they shall never, never, never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. See? Your man said, what good thing must I do? And here we see the Lord is saying, you don't have to do anything to earn eternal life to gain eternal life eternal life is a gift a gift that Christ purchased for sinners at Calvary 
but he shed his precious blood. It's not man's doing. Sad thing is, there's, not, there's many a church going. And they believe that. It's what they do. Go around the doors to give out invitations or gospel tracts. And you'll find out. Well, well I'm a good neighbour. I, I try to help people. I, I'm very charitable. In other words, they are doers. They could do all the doing they want. Should they live to a hundred? And I'll tell you this, they wouldn't be one inch nearer heaven. In spite of all they're doing. It's what Christ has done. If it was possible for a man to do what he could to reach heaven, there would be no need for the Lord to come into this world. No need. The man is bankrupt in the eyes of the holy God. That's why the Lord says, I am the way. The truth and the life, no man. <coughs> Shame doesn't it how people ignore those words. I am the way, the truth and the life, no man. Cometh unto the Father, but by me. Christ is the way. Christ is the truth. And praise the Lord, Christ is the life. You want to live a life? Christ is the life. Remember when over in Northern Ireland they called to a hospital? young woman that tried to take her own life 16 went into the ICU now she was all wired up and knowing the circumstances that, that found her there I remember standing there at the side of the bed and saying to, to myself oh there's a better life than this That young woman that tried the broken sisters that all ah, the waters failed. And even as she stooped to drink, they mocked her as she went. Sixteen imagine. And a few days later she passed into eternal. Life. Life. Eternal life. Jesus alone is the giver life life eternal life glory to Jesus forever Amen. forever Amen. forever as well as the challenge they have the commandments the Lord then said to this young man thou knowest the commandments Notice, 
the Lord doesn't tell them to go out and keep the commandments to get eternal life the Lord said thou knowest the commandments of course Christ is the only one who has kept the commandments no son of Adam no son of Adam has gained entrance into the kingdom of heaven through the keeping of the commandments but when a soul receives Christ as saviour acknowledges the Lord Jesus as their saviour confessing their sin and the Lord saves them well it will be as if they have kept all the commandments because the righteousness of Christ is imputed to them they're no longer guilty sinners Christ kept the law for us Christ kept the law for his people and imputed it to, uh, to them when they received him by faith Paul said because the carnal mind is enmity against God for it is not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be not subject to the law of God neither indeed can be and the Lord said to this young man thou knowest the commandments you notice the commandments the Lord mentioned the Lord mentioned to this young man the six commandments of the second half of the ten the second table of commandments and we know what those commandments deal with they deal with man's relationship and responsibility to his fellow man and when the Lord said to him thou knowest the commandments he mentioned those six young man said I've kept them all I've kept them all he was certainly a very religious individual and it is interesting again that when he came to the Lord that day he said what good thing must I do he had all the doing in his keeping of those six commandments in his mind and he continued along that thing what must I do what have I to do he already pointed out nothing to do with man's doing that's what Christ has done that's why he cried from the cross it is finished finished 
as well as the meeting with Christ and the message from Christ we notice here also the marvel and Christ upon hearing what the young man said about the keeping of the commandments we're told how the Saviour felt about him we read there in verse 20 Master all these have I observed from my youth then Jesus beholding him loved him and said unto him one thing thy lackest go thy way sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me and he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for his great possessions the young man who had shown great promise running to Christ falling down before him inquiring about eternal life Ah, but there was something wrong. He had a God in his life, a God in his life, that he was not willing to give up. And yet, we read Jesus beholding him, loved him. That's the Saviour I worship. That's the Saviour I love. One who loves sinners. Believer, where would you and I be today if Christ didn't love us? He loved us and gave himself for us. And here this young man, even though he was not prepared to give up his riches, his possessions, the Lord loved him. Christ loved sinners. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in it should not perish but have everlasting life. Peter says, 2 Peter 3, 9 The long-suffering to us were not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Christ does not take any satisfaction and seeing sinners perish. No, sir. He loves sinners. 
And I thank him every day for loving me. His love. And then you have the lack. The Lord said to this young man, One thing thou lackest. One thing. One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was grieved at that saying. It's sad, isn't it? Whether this young man ever came back to the Lord, we're not told. And sought eternal life, we're not told that. But when you think of it, it's sad. He had come initially to seek the Lord about eternal life. And he was grieved because the Lord told him to give away all that he had, give the money to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. The Lord said that one thing thou lackest. The Lord didn't say oh there's a number of things in your life that's lacking. No he didn't say that. One thing thou lackest. And you think of it, the initial man allowed one thing to keep him out of heaven. Just one thing. Isn't it terrible that soul will be lost for the sake of one thing, one thing thy lackest. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thy hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Come and take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad with that saying, Yes. He did go away. He went away grieved. You think of it. Here he went away grieved. Without Christ, without eternal life, he went away grieved. Had he received Christ that day, he would have had joy unspeakable and full of glory. But instead he went away grieved. Because he went away without Christ. He went away without the Lord. And he could have had joy and happiness in his life but he was not willing to turn his back on this other God in his life the God of his riches did the Lord say no man no man can serve two masters either he will <coughs> hate the one and love the other <coughs> and the Lord said he cannot serve God and man. You cannot serve God and riches, one or the other. 
and sure believer, don't we know that all who have Christ as Savior, we're richer than millionaires. We have that which silver and gold cannot buy. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Where? In my Father's house are many mansions. I'm going to live in a mansion one day. I'm going to live in a mansion. Praise the Lord. And we're going to live with Christ, which is far better. As well as the love, the lack, here we come to the look. Verse 23 And Jesus looked round about and said unto his disciples. Verse 27 And Jesus looking upon them said, He looked on the disciples. As he watched the young man walk away, he looked on the disciples. That look of Christ was to get their attention. To get their attention. He looked on the disciples and said unto them, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. The Lord said in verse 25, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. There's been many an interpretation of those words. A camel going through the eye of a needle. I remember reading somewhere that this little door in a large door was the eye of the needle. But I like the other interpretation. The word for camel may also be rendered rope. And so the Lord was saying it's easier for a rope to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God to have riches. The disciples were amazed at this. Of course the Lord obviously knew what he was talking about. And as I said, for this young man, his riches was a God that he was not prepared to give up. The Lord told him to give it all away and you would have treasures in heaven. But he went away grieved. And the Lord looked on those disciples and they were astonished, verse 26, out of measure saying among themselves who then can be saved and don't you like the Lord's response 
the Lord said, Jesus looking upon them said, with man it is impossible, but not with God. With God all things are possible. And I thought to myself, boy, is not an encouraging word to anyone who has a loved one without Christ. And they show a hardness of heart. And you wonder, will they ever be saved? Listen, with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. No wonder the Lord looked at those disciples. He wanted them to get that message. And Jesus, looking upon them, said, with man it is impossible, but not with God. <clears throat> with God, all things are possible. Silver or salvation. That young man would appear chose the silver the riches as opposed to salvation I trust any listening or watching this service today that you'll decide for Christ by the grace of God that Christ your saviour and then you'll know what true happiness and joy is. You'll not go away grieved, I can guarantee that. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts. Let's bow and pray. Lord, dear loving Father, we bless thee for the way of salvation. So plain and simple. The Lord simply said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Lord, may sinners come today to Christ. May they indeed, like this young man, may they run to Christ. For the Lord is passing this way today. And for some, he may not pass this way again. Lord, bless thy word and use it to the glory of thy name. And Lord, for any who must leave and not stay for the Lord's table, pray, Lord, thou will bless them. Take them to their homes in safety and abide with us as we remember the sacrificial work of Christ, that place called Calvary. We ask all these things in the Saviour's name, for his glory alone. Amen. Amen.